0: and you will have most success online, content creation, all that, If you because then you're going to make the content people want to see, and they're going to watch it over and over again, and that's where the plays from, come from, that's where the
1: followers come from, that's where everything comes from, 100%. Hi, and welcome back to Careers 2.0. Today, we have a showman on the show. Nick Spinelli is a professional DJ and a YouTube personality with his own live show there. He can get a party started anytime, any place and his enthusiasm made this conversation feel like a party. We talked about creating and repurposing content and how to be successful on platforms like TikTok and YouTube and how to translate that success into money. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hi, Nick. Thanks for joining. Hello. Thank you for having me. We had some some issues to set it up, but it finally happened and I couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah. You know, it'll be worth it. I promise. I'm sorry about that thought. Oh,
1: you promise. Okay. So now now the whole pressure is on you. You have to deliver. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have to oh, deliver I'm, now.
0: I'm giving you a good podcast guarantee. All right. <laughs> oh, just, all right. Just because I was I, I couldn't make it the last couple of times, I'm going to cancel myself on your podcast. It's going to happen on your <laughs> podcast. All
1: right. It's all it, over after today. You know what I mean? We're going to go viral before we even re- release it. That's the plan. That's right. That's, the plan. That's right. TMZ. Um. Yeah. Listen. Um, one of the when I was researching you, one of the most interesting thing I think that I, that you said was that you became a DJ or an MC, uh, not to be in in music or not to be in in DJing, but to be an entertainer. Right? Is that is that how you feel? Uh, yeah. You would say yeah, yeah. Part of it. I mean, I originally got in, into it for the money. I,
0: I um, I started DJing for ten bucks an hour. Well, not DJing, but like I was like the guy that rolled the wires, you know? Yeah. So, that, so it was originally for the money and then I seen other people doing it and I thought it was cool. So, you know, then I, then I, uh, yeah, but I was an entertainer first. Yeah, I was like a, more of an MC. I didn't know how to DJ until way
1: later. So, All right. So, so you started as an MC uh, as a, yeah. the music, music stuff came later, yeah?
0: Yeah. I would like, well, you know, I, it was MC like you, I would teach dances, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, like back, the, back in the 2000s, you know, at private events, you know, I was like that cheesy wedding DJ. So, yeah, you know, you bring everybody out there. Like, all right. Put your hands in the air. Uh, what defines a cheesy wedding DJ? So I know for the future. A cummerbund. You know what a cummerbund is? I don't no, know I if don't. it's cool overseas. But uh, so a cummerbund is like this little thing that, that covers your fupa. When you, you wear you wear a cummerbund with like a tuxedo, That that tuxedos in general, uh, I think, can be looked at as cheesy with wedding DJs. Yeah. I'm going to wear a tux at my wedding. But Did, did you have one when, when, when you started? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Had a tuxedo, all that. What else is cheesy? Uh, I don't know. It's really just how you dress it and how you, uh,
1: you know, what the line dances and all that. That's what makes you cheesy, you know. But it was cool back then. Isn't not it still cool? Or is now it's just a routine no. for you? Just uh, turn it on. You go and
0: I'm I'm completely different now. I'm like literally the opposite now. When I DJ a wedding, I literally DJ and that's it. Like I don't uh, I MC like very minimally. I'll pump up the crowd here and there, but that's about it. I just oh, let yeah, the,
1: yeah. I let the music talk. I just do uh. uh how, you know, how does it? Um, how does it? Differ, um because like I, I see you as a guy who has two jobs, right? On one hand, you're the you're the you're the DJ, you're in the wedding, you're, uh, MCing or DJing, but then you're also in front of the camera in, in uh, online. So how does the entertaining value differs? Uh, like, what what do you do different? Is it better when you have the instant feedback of the crowd, or is it better when you're in front of the camera and you're like, I don't care, I'm just talking to myself basically? No, like so I was so used to the instant feedback from the
0: crowd that it took a long time for me to get used to to speak it into a camera and not getting that. And especially like the hardest one was, I have a live YouTube show and yeah. I do it by myself. I'll have an interview here and there, but like I generally do the entire show by myself. So I'm literally just looking at the camera and I just had to like imagine that like on the other side of it, someone's listening. So I got to just like go, you know, like you can't even like think of that. Now that's like a big hurdle I had to actually
1: overcome. That's like the hardest part, you know what do- I mean? Not having any instant gratification. Yeah. Do you have like a chat that you try to interact with while you're doing the live show?
0: No, well, I did so. There's a chat, and like I can see it, and I glance over it every once in a while just to make sure, like my mm-hmm. mic is still working. But that's about it because I repurpose my show. So like I do my show live on YouTube, but then I also post it as a podcast. So like if I interact mm-hmm. with the chat as a podcast, it's gonna be like, well, you know, if you're listening in your car, yeah, it's like, dude, yeah. I don't give a shit about the chat. I can't even see what they're saying. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I repurpose my show as highlights. So I, so if I talk about a segment, if I talk about you know this yeah. segment here. I chop that out of my show and then I repost uh, that as a video on YouTube. So like, and that, that video of just that section of my show is posted on YouTube as a highlight. So like, if I interact with the chat too much, then like those videos
1: and those po- and my podcast as a whole isn't going to have as much effect. Can you tell a bit more about the repurposing? Like, um, what is the idea behind it? What are the benefits of repurposing your content? So the idea behind it is like to just double dip. So essentially what I do is
0: I'll prep it. I, I'm able to post like literally five to 10 videos a week, but Uh with minimal time, you know what I mean? Like I used to, I still produce a video here and there, right? I'll produce a vlog. And when you produce a video, when you sit down, you have an idea, then you have to film it, then you have to edit it and all that. It's time consuming where my idea with this is like, I, I design an entire show. Uh, it takes me a couple hours to, you know, make the, the graphics and like Uh actually prep the entire show, but I design it in a way where I can chop it up. So I try and make it as fluid as possible if you watch it all the way through. But at the same time, I try and start certain segments a certain way. That way, when I chop it up, it almost looks like it's its own video. So if I mm-hmm. want to talk about, um, let's just say I want to talk about mixing with DJs, right? I want to talk about beat mixing. When I go to start that segment on beat mixing, during my show live, and this took a while to you know get down or whatever, but during my show live, I'll go, when I go to that, I'm like, all right, so, I, I, so um, I'll literally just start it with like a, so let's talk about beat mixing. Yeah. Now, this is my thoughts on that, you know, and I start it hard like that. That way- It works as an intro as well. Correct. So then when I yeah. chop it up, it, it really starts like that, and I'm able to repurpose my content. So in an hour's time of live doing it, I take an hour and a half afterwards, I chop it all up into highlights. Now, not only do I have the live video that I monetize, uh-huh. I also have all the highlights that I monetize. I also have the podcast itself I, I extract the audio from, and I monetize that as well. So I'm hitting three different avenues. You Got know? it. And but, I'm able to post, that's why I have over 500 videos on YouTube. And I think it' like a numbers game, as long as everything, as long as you have solid content, obviously it's a numbers game, you know, the, the, yeah. I'm more popping up in people's algorithms, people's searches when they search for my niche.
1: You think that the algorithm rewards consistencies, like the, the more you post, the more often you post that you're going to be rewarded oh, yeah. with,
0: yeah? hundred percent. So that, that's helped me big time. So I was able to really grow my YouTube, uh, you know, a little quicker. I mean, you know, not that I'm like. YouTube is literally my my smallest uh, platform, but um, it's it's the it's the biggest challenge. It's hard. YouTube is very 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 difficult
1: to grow. So, so if, if why do you decide to grow it? Like, what's the what's the benefit of growing YouTube if you're already big on like TikTok and everywhere else?
0: Um, it's just a different avenue. It's longer form content. So like, I um, you know, TikTok, you know, like, I I'm I have long winded answers as you're gonna find out during these t- podcasts sometimes, and uh, I don't mind. I can chillax and you just talk. <laughs> And, well, so, like, so the podcast and the YouTube thing, that's, like, that gives me an opportunity to, like, give my long-winded answers and give my long-winded explanations. And mm-hmm. and I think the more how-to on YouTube, you know, I, I want to help out as many DJs as I possibly can, you know, so... What
1: I noticed is that you are short-form content, like the shorts, reels, TikToks. Yeah. A lot of them showcase you as a sort of... um DJ master, right? The the mixes, the, the transitions, amazing transitions. Everyone should Thank listen to you. them. Because the, the, the virality is not there by accident. I really just scrolled through and enjoyed everyone. I appreciate but you. Then, but, then you have, but then you have the YouTube YouTube that that is completely sort of targeted not at the audience, not at the people that will be entertained by the music, but the people who actually do this stuff, right? So there's more educational yes. content there. 100%. Yeah. So how does, income-wise, does it look like? So is it like, Uh, the short form channel is a promotion for your um, wedding business and here you have the educational content or it's it's like, how, how do you look at that? You know, it kind of just feeds each other in weird ways that you know,
0: kind of that that I never thought it would. Like um, all my long form content on YouTube, obviously, is is tailored, like you said, to DJs. Mm -hmm. Um, um, But still, other people watch it. Even people that maybe want to hire me will watch my longer form content and say, "All right, well, let me listen to this guy's opinion. Let me see if I agree with what he's saying." Because if I don't agree with what he's saying, there's two, there's a million ways to do this. You know, then maybe I'm not the right DJ for them, and vice versa. But then with the shorter form content, it was my way to kind of like. inadvertently kind of break into like the average people like the people that don't dj mm-hmm. and still kind of watch my short form content and be like all right well that's kind of cool because like everybody's been to a wedding everybody likes music so generally speaking you see me you know if you you might like one of the transitions to do at a wedding and you know so like you don't have to be a dj to kind of like that but at the same time that also all the people that are djs that follow me love to see me do a wedding live because it gives them yeah. ideas for their own weddings and all that and uh so it kind of feeds everything you know what i mean like it kind of like one thing i realized is like as long as I just focus on like, just putting out content that I like, you know, mm-hmm. and that I think that would be valuable. Um, you know, you'd be surprised at who actually gives a shit about it. You know what I mean? Like the super DJ content, I thought only with DJs would like regular people actually do watch it as well. It's for some,
1: for whatever reason and vice versa, you know? So, so when you're, um, creating your live show, for example, uh, do you sort of try to create it for yourself? Like if I will enjoy it, then hopefully other people enjoy it as well, or you're sourcing questions from the audience, from your community? Uh, how does the creation process look like? Like my live show on YouTube? Yeah. That's the most produced thing, I guess, right? That, that you do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, it is, I'm all like, I'm a big value guy. It's just, I have to like, as much value as possible. Like I look at every, every piece of content I make, whether it's a live show or whatever, like I always, it's got to hit one of three things. It's got to either be entertaining, educational, or inspirational, or one, of, or all three or two out of three, like I got to hit one or as many of those as possible. So like everything I think of, I try and think of like, is this educational or is like, can I add some jokes in there? Will this be a funny little skit? I could just make fun of something where you're not going to learn anything, but it'll be a funny thing. Or is it like inspirational somehow? Inspiration is probably the one I do least because I hate like, I'm not that I hate, I'm just not a, I'm not a big, like, you know, look how great I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this could be you if you yeah. stop sucking, huh? Like, you know, you're, you're inspired now. Like, you know, the, I, I hate that shit. So I don't really, uh, but, but I try and it's, it's just as valuable as possible. As long as there's value there. You know what I mean? I try and look at it from that perspective. Like it would I watch it? So why do you follow anybody? Cause they, they hit one of those three things. You know what I mean? Like, so like would I watch this shit when I mm-hmm. care about this, you know? And and I think that's a big thing, especially in my industry. I think a lot of DJs, the biggest problem they have with content creation and like catching any traction, getting anybody to watch their stuff really has to do with like ego. I think a lot of DJs and a lot of people in general will post content. That's more, look at me. There's no value there. It's just like, Mm -hmm. Hey, look how cool this is. Look what I'm doing or look what I have or look what I've done. Look at me. And that's all well and good. Your mom will like the shit out of it. But beyond that, Nobody's going to... You know what I mean? Like, where's the value? You're just, like, pointing at at, at one of your accomplishments. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no value there. I always try and post something with value, like some type of value, and that's the main thing, I
1: think. You know, uh, actually, I watched live, one of your live shows, really enjoyed it, uh, and uh, you said something that I remember about the... Um, girls on posters i don't know i think it was, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago you, you were talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That, that is sort of like uh the the poster girl for a show that's sort of supposed to like uh hype up and then you go to the show that girl is not going to be there right that it's like a Never. fake promise yeah. type of stuff. and it, yeah. it actually it, it made me think about like um a, as a metaphor for social media in general like you know the type of show of uh, unrealistic stuff you scroll on instagram mm-hmm. most of the stuff is not real whereas mm-hmm. w- what you're saying is it's um it sounds to me like sort of building trust and trying to be authentic, right? So, so the only way you're going to grow your business or personality is if people trust you, and they're only going to trust you if you're authentic with them, right? If oh only, yeah. If you're just gonna go jump and show like how oh how look at me how beautiful I am and how amazing I am, it's not going to bring uh, bring trust. It's gonna be like yeah, cool guy, whatever, right? <laughs> Yeah, 1000%. I think authenticity is currency
0: nowadays. Like people like it, it's so rare anymore that like when, it, when you do see a full, if you see it, it, it's, it in all of its glory, you see a full 100% version that's authentic, authentic anywhere. You like uh, people kind of like almost, they get drawn to it. You know what okay. I mean? It's like, wow, this person is really authentic. What are they going to do next kind of thing? You know, I think that's like very, very
1: important. You have m- magnetic personality, that's for sure. Uh, but- Thank you. <laughs> can Can you tell me? How does your content creation in general affected your business or businesses? Like uh, in terms of I don't know percentage, monetary, whatever you can you can share. Um, Yeah, I don't have to work anymore, which is cool. What do you mean by work? What what you you
0: don't consider what you do work? I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ for a living. So like I mean I would consider that work, but like but my job technically is when I go out and I play music for others. That's how I make my money. Like uh, I've been full time since uh, 2015 so like that's been my main source of income but now like i really don't have to dj anymore like i could just sit home and still pay all my bills and be fine but now djing is all extra money and it's really just from content creation you know i got you know and i'm not good with money i i you know I, i'm not like i probably could have accomplished achieve this way sooner if i was smart with money i'm not i'm just i literally just have fun making. I throw stupid videos up there, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know, you you get lucky, and you, uh, you 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 catch some traction, and then you put a couple things into place. And uh, so, what brings the money home these days?
1: Is it the advertising? Is it digital products? How? how what is it?
0: Affiliate links. Yeah, advertising. So Amazon affiliate links is mm-hmm. is good for a good amount of money. Uh, YouTube uh, monetization pays direct every month. Uh, TikTok and Instagram Reels monetization pays direct every month. Okay. Um, um, I'm a curator for beat source that pays direct every month. And then sell is probably like my biggest, um, my biggest income source from selling playlists. And I was the first DJ to come up with the idea to sell my intellectual property. So essentially I, um, on my YouTube channel, I came up with a, you know, I, I, I came out with a couple of videos. Yeah. A lot of people ask like, how do you organize your crates, everything? Cause I have very organized a crate system, which is like a DJ's folder system. Mm-hmm. I have a very organized system with music genres. You know, uh, vibes, uh, how how the music feels, when to play it, certain section, you know, dinner, cocktail hour, dancing, like, throughout weddings. Like, I have a very system. So I made videos on my system. Like, here, this is how I organize it. And then I would give people examples. I'd be like, hey, you know, like, here's my rock folder. Here's, like, two or three songs that are in my rock folder. So you get an idea. Like, that's what's in my rock folder. And then, uh, this is my method. And, you know, and I explain everything. And then a lot of people were hitting me up after those videos and were like, well, like, can you show us everything else that's in the rock folder? You know, can you show us everything that's in the rock folder? <laughs> and that's where I came up with the idea. And I was like Well. What if I just, cause I can't obviously sell the music, right? That's very yeah, illegal. Right. What if I just sold the intellectual property? What if I made PDF documents that essentially just said Nick's rock list for dinner, and then here are the songs, just print it on there. You go download them yourself. You get them, you buy them, you get them, however you get them. But here are the songs I play under my rock list and that's it. And then, you know, I had, a, um, I designed them with like a, a description on how I use it and tips and all this to make it as useful as possible much value as possible. And then I started selling my list. And I think I'm up to like forty something lists. And um that got me through the pandemic, honestly. And then it's oh, only grown from there. I, I thought eventually, I mean, how many DJs are out there? You right? know what I mean? But I still I still get a ton of sales and it's
1: able to, you know, give me financial freedom. Are your are your clients worldwide or mostly US based? Oh yeah. Yeah, no worldwide. Oh well,
0: yeah, I mean uh I think mostly um, United States, Canada, UK. And Definitely. uh yeah, so Europe I, I, there's a couple of different European European countries. So like yeah, I would say Europe and then the United States, North America's
1: most and then South America might be like third. So 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 the idea came basically from your audience request, right? So they they sort of first you build an audience and then their interest in what you do and interest in getting, getting deeper got you an idea for the product itself.
0: Yeah, and I and I was I was at first like I don't I don't I like I said, I'm not good with money. So I never really thought to monetize anything. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to like at first I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll do a video and I'll go over every damn song. And then as I was planning the video out, I'm like, this is a real pain in my ass. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do this. What what am I doing this for? To give you the sauce? Or to do all the research I've done my whole life and I'm just gonna give this to you. And I started getting better in my head. And I'm like, and I'm broke. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try selling the shit. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? And then like I was like, look, whatever. Let's see if they pay 99 cents. And I, and what I did was I gave a couple of lists for free so you can download them for free. So you mm-hmm. know what you're getting. And then beyond that it's 99 cents for this list. I think dollar 99, I started out real low and I sold a ton of them and I was like, oh, and then I slowly raised the prices. Then I did packages Then I made me come up with other lists and actually inadvertently gave me my other, uh, job because I had all these lists and I was selling all these lists. And like a lot of DJs had a lot of good feedback on, um, you know, how, how good the lists are or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it got me uh, linked up with a DSP called Beat Source. Beat Source is a DSP for DJs. Uh, it's basically a Spotify for DJs, and Beat Source is fully integrated with all the DJ programs. And they needed someone to curate their entire uh, wedding DJ list. They wanted to come up with wedding DJ playlists. So I essentially got to take my playlist from Selfie and recreate them on Beat Source, and then offer them to Beat Source. That that created. that gave me a full time job with Beat
1: Source, just being a music curator, which is like yeah, opened right. up a lot of cool things for me. So, but if you started. Um monetization only later on. And as you said, you didn't think about it at the beginning. Then mm-hmm. it, why did you start to create content in the first place? Like, you know, a lot of people are like, I need to create content in order to sell something. <laughs> I wanted to get booked. I want to get all booked.
0: Right. I, got, I got hired a, at a company um, that I'm still with today, SC event group. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all their DJs. They're all wedding, DJs, private event DJs. And they were all really good. And they had a lot of content out. And um, when I first got hired, I'm like, who would book me? Like they have all this, like, All this uh, videos to show, and I did not have anything. I just I was the new guy, so I decided to make some. I had some. uh, I had some very strong opinions about like DJing weddings and stuff. So I decided to make a couple wedding DJ videos, like tip videos. And my thoughts were, I can yell my opinions out there and stir, you know, and stir the pot and see if anybody cares. But really, if I have a couple tip videos, then maybe a couple of the clients would Mm -hmm. look at the tip videos and think like, Wow, well he's doing tip videos. He must know what he's doing and maybe will book me. So I really like I was just trying to get booked. I was just trying to get a gig at first. And then like 10 15 videos in, I got I, I got into it, you know? what I mean, I had like I started oh, having right. a real good time with it and it kind of evolved from there. And then like and then the other aspect of it I would say is like early on, you know, when you when you when you make a video and it gets like, you know, 10 plays or whatever, no uh-huh. one cares, you know? I just thought to myself, I was like, well, I think this video is pretty solid. I'm enjoying making them, and worst case, you know, if uh nobody ever watches it, you know, I'll have a couple of videos online. You know, my son can see it one day. You know, when I'm dead and gone, <laughs> he can hop on YouTube yeah. if YouTube's still around and uh, watch me yell
1: my opinions. You know, and it'll be like my little legacy. That, so. That's actually that's actually interesting that you mentioned that. Um, I noticed that there is some sort of um, some sort of rule that those guys that literally scream their opinions uh, seem to be more successful than everybody else around. <laughs> the loudest. The loudest wheel or whatever squeakiest wheel. Exactly, but you notice <laughs> that as well, right? It, it works like that. Why?
0: Uh, yeah, it's true. They, well, they have the most influence up front. But you know what also comes with that? The the loudest people are yeah. usually full of the most shit. So like, you know, it, it it works both ways. Like, I don't want, I don't like identifying with the loudest person because, like, yeah, this is. Yeah, he's the loudest, he's the, he, he has most more people listen to him because he's the loudest, but he's also full of shit, that's
1: why he's so loud, because he's full of shit, but I am not full of shit. I guarantee you that my family and <laughs> friends think exactly the same about me, that, that, that's that's what I'm asking you, like, why, why being the loud guy sort of gets you to being listened, even if you're full of shit?
0: <laughs> that's it. It comes from growing up in an Italian household, and it comes from growing up uh, in like Jer- New Jersey and New York. Everyone's so loud and obnoxious, and like there's a bunch of assholes out here. So like you got to be the loudest person to get hurt,
1: but or else you ain't getting hurt. But you're not you're not playing like a role when you're in front of the camera, right? It's still you. You're not you're not trying. Oh to, yeah, or, or you or you do turn it up a little bit. No, no, no. I'm a prick. In real life. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm 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 an asshole. Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you. How you doing, asshole? <laughs> I know. But yeah, no, like I, I uh, no, it's really just the same. Uh, you know, if, if, if you yeah. know I, usually when I'm online, I'm talking about something I'm excited about. So if I'm excited about something, that's how I act. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's times where I smoke a joint and I'm relaxing, I guess.
1: But like generally speaking, this is how I am. Yeah, 100. All right. Um, can you tell me about the products? Let's go back to that because that's that's interesting part for for me. Um, so how many products do you have? You said you said you have right now, uh, 40 something you keep creating them or you find that the audience keep coming from the while you don't actually need to keep creating new ones and all, all over again i should create more than i am but uh i do create like i the
0: last two years i've probably created like an extra five or six but there hasn't but the main base has been
1: there since i originally did it so all right so so tell me about your audience is it new people coming over and over and over again just growing thanks to your uh thanks to your videos or you have like a core audience that is with you and everything you release. They come back and they're going to buy from you and listen to you and watch your videos. It's like a kni- closely knit community or rather no, whenever someone meets something specific? I have both. I do have a closely knit community, but most of them like have my
0: playlist bought them already. And then mm-hmm. like they will, if I come out with a new playlist, they come and get it typically. But, um, you know, beyond that, you know, they kind of, uh, they're just, uh, but I do have a community like when I, you know, if I'm uh, promoting a product or anything, they usually like kind of listen. And so I know I have a core community for sure. But then the other side of it is when it comes to DJing, like my industry, there's a lot, uh, I would say probably 80% of all DJs are DJs that DJ for maybe a year or two, go through a DJ okay. phase and then quit. So, you know, a lot of people, and that's where like a lot of the art, you know, hey, they buy Cause it's so easy to become a DJ now. Like if you wanted to try DJing, if you want to try mix songs together, you can get a, a mixer for a couple hundred bucks, get okay. a B source, stream the music, and then that's it, and you can sit around and play around and be a DJ. So using like, your
1: playlist, you can sure. create it even, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. So like that's that's where a lot of my sales come from. I believe I think it, a lot of them come from like just fly by night DJs, you know, people that kind of pick it up as a hobby. They'll grab a couple of my lists. Maybe they have a little party. They picked up as mm-hmm. a hobby and they're doing their buddy's barbecue this July, you know. And it's like their first time ever DJing. And they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to try and DJ this party for fun or whatever," you know, which is like super cool. So they like might pick up a couple of my playlists to give give them ideas of what to play. And they play the music and they have a good time. And then like two, three years later, they they you know, the, the, mixer goes in the basement and collects dust. They don't really like DJ beyond that. They just had a little thing where they're having fun with it and that was it. But I got those sales, you know? So like, I think that's the majority of my sales are more beginner, you know, entry level DJs. And that's, you know, that's another thing I try and um in the future where I want to kind of focus my content. I want to go to more, uh, beginner type content, you know, to catch a lot of the, cause I think the large majority of DJs are only a DJ for a year or two before they kind of say, you
1: know, it's not, okay. all, it's not all glitz and glamour out here. H- have you tried educational content on like TikTok or there's just the entertainment part and the educational part you, you keep to YouTube?
0: I've, uh, I've dibber-dabbered. Like I've only, um, right. I, like I've done, like, I think I've posted like two or three TikToks that have like clips of my show and just like, but the more like kind of entertaining kind of me making a joke clip, um, but also with an underlying, like, like an actual, like something I believe in. And something i'm trying to teach but also like in a joking way so like I, mm-hmm. I i dibber-dabbered with that and it did okay but it didn't do crazy and like i don't um i think like i think moving before this could always change but like right now where i'm at i think like TikTok and reels are kind of like for like my mixes and my live stuff like mm-hmm. what i've been doing that's what i've been most success with youtube is perfect for all the educational stuff kind of keeping everything like that at youtube you know what i mean and like kind of separating the two give you a reason to come out to youtube come out to, you know what I mean? Like to different places. So it's not like all the same content everywhere. Do you try to
1: um, somehow build your own customer list, let's say, like uh, you have your audiences on YouTube and on TikTok and you're sort of dependent on those platforms. Are you trying to like export an email list or anything like that? Or you just keep them in, in, in socials? I haven't. I,
0: well, I do have a MailChimp list that I built when I first started making tip videos. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have a detailed MailChimp list. And I also have the list from Selfie, like from like everybody's ever bought a crate from me. Do you promote your new products over the, those lists or just I, on your? I, yeah. When I come up with a new product, I do. That's the only time I use those lists as okay. far as now. Um, I'm very selective. You know, I have it there and I know it's like super valuable. Who knows how many even, I don't even know how many people, but there's probably got to be at least 10,000 people on that list at least. But like, yeah. um, but I don't want to be too salesy. You know what I mean? I don't want to always, there's a lot of mm-hmm. content creators. I feel like that always have their hand out. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. what's up? Thanks for watching this video. By the way. Sponsored by, uh, hey, if it's just, a promo code, and it's just and it's like, dude, we get it, all right? Just, just teach me something, you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit about what you're selling, and like, um, and I'm like all the way on the other extreme of that, so like, I'm very uh, selective of like what I do, but um, I kind of have that those lists just
1: in the can, just in case, like eventually one day, you know. If you're trying to avoid being salesy and upfront about it, how do you sell so much? Um,
0: I I I give the sauce. And I make them pay for uh the 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 cherry on top. Does that make sense? Like I I, I give them a, like a very I don't I don't sell anything rarely. So it's very so when I do like sell something, it's the, you know the, your your ears perk up. I feel like it's like all right, well what's he selling? He Never sells something. It's got to be good. And then like I mm-hmm. literally like with my list, like I literally explain everything for free. Like you could go on my YouTube and you can learn how I organize my crates, mm-hmm. essentially examples of what's in them, why I organize them that way, how I use them. Different ways I use them. Every like everything you need to know is on YouTube. The only thing that's not is what's in them, and th- and that is something I think, in my opinion, like DJs should dig for themselves. DJs should go. through... You have Apple Music, Spotify now. Back in the day, we only had CDs and shit. Taylor, terrible. Yeah. Napster, like like now you got Apple Music. You can find it whatever you want. DJs should do their own digging. Really, DJs should do their own digging and actually find all these songs that they personally like, and then add the- and make their own list. But they don't want to do the work. So to me, if they don't want to do the work, you know, what I mean, then here you go. You got to pay a little extra. But that's why it's just like I already gave you everything, so like I don't have to sell the additional. Like it's just it, it's whether or not you want to do the work. And I found that ninety percent of people don't want to do the work. Ten percent will do the work. Well, the other ninety percent was like, ah, three bucks, I'll buy it. Three bucks. What's three bucks? And it saves me all this time. And time's the most valuable asset. Yada yada yada. So I don't have to hard sell mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? It's it's up to you. You like these lists are pointless if you don't got no music in it. So it's either you did you're at a crossroads. Either you got to do the work and figure out what music i to put in it. Or you got to pay me and I'll tell you what music are in mind. There's there's only, it's a binary choice, you know what I mean? And I think that's why, you know, it sells itself.
1: That makes sense. If, if you had to drop all the social media except for one that brings you the most value, which one would it be? Man. The- <laughs> YouTube. To keep. To keep YouTube. Why? YouTube.
0: I'd give up everything Just money? else. And YouTube has <laughs> my smallest following. No, exactly. Because, so- because I put the most work into it. Because yeah, I feel like the other ones I could build back. You know what I mean? Like YouTube is just like mm-hmm. is insane, insanely hard. And, and and I put so much work on I have so many, so much good like video. Like I like, I would never want to, like I would want that forever. Like that's like the, you could, you could go through my whole YouTube channel. And really like I, I truly like I'm confident you could learn so much as a DJ. Like, like, and I'm proud mm-hmm. of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I put a lot of work into that and like Instagram and all that. Those are fun videos. TikTok they are all fun videos. I tossed up of just me DJing live. I, you could delete those t- today and I'll start a new Instagram and I got weddings coming up. I got my gigs coming up. I'll turn the camera back on. I'll record new videos and just start all over again and figure it out again. And, and that's it. And those were all built months. You know what I mean? Like literally like my TikTok following, you know, a couple months, Instagram, a couple months, just like the right videos. They're pushing the algorithm right now. That's it. YouTube was years and years, blood, sweat, tears,
1: semen, all of it and does it translate into money would you be able to tra- support yourself if youtube was all that's left yeah 100% okay yeah,
0: youtube yeah because youtube feeds the uh, uh, amazon links too so like yeah uh, youtube's youtube's very lucrative
1: overall uh, I-, I noticed that um th- there is a rule that creators from different platforms at one point or another they're going to start to <laughs> to, to, to try youtube like either just uh, reposting the same stuff or creating some additional content. But Mm -hmm. um, is it, uh, it, you think that it's so difficult because the algorithm is worse or because you're building sort of stronger relationships so it's by default harder?
0: It's uh, it's a couple of things, I think. I think uh, uh, it's not really, I mean, you could say the algorithm is worse, but there's also like so much content on YouTube. Like, There's so much uploaded and there's so much more stuff on YouTube because it's been around so much longer that YouTube has to filter through all that um i think youtube videos can uh like instagram and and tiktok and all that that's all about what you've done lately right like what's a cool video you've Mm -hmm. done lately and and videos run its course and that's it you'll never hear that video again forever youtube there's videos that are consistently played for 10 15 years over a decade one video that just that's your go-to video there's a video i'm sure there's a video on youtube somewhere about how to change a tire in your car and it's and it's 11 years old but it's the greatest video ever on how to change your tire and everyone watches it when they get a flat tire it doesn't matter if it's now or 10 years ago or 10 years from now it's still a tire still got the five lug nuts it tells you how to do it, you know what i mean like so youtube has that type of longevity and i have a lot of videos like that and I, I i approach youtube like that not with like a you know like a this is for this is some there's you know you have some ideas where it's like oh this is for 2020 like when it comes to like music and stuff but like beyond that uh you know there's so many videos that are just like there are there will always be relevant because it's like something that like djs will always do or whatever and like You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I like about YouTube. And that's why
1: it's always, you know, it'll always pay you. You focus on more evergreen content that can compound in value over years. So you're spending years on it, but even if you stop releasing a little bit, the older content will still net you some, some, some positives, right? A hundred percent. And then it will always pay
0: you because people will always be looking up this content and always binge watching your other stuff, especially if you have like a catalog of videos, they find Uh one video that was relevant to them, even if it's five years old. And then they'll watch a bunch of the other ones because they might like your delivery. They might. YouTube's also, that's the coolest thing about YouTube. There's, you know, all my videos, generally all my videos, I'm sure there's another video out there of another DJ kind of explaining the same yeah. thing. But it's like, who's delivered you like best? You know what I mean? Some people learn better with certain, like some people learn better because I yell it at them. Other people don't, you know what I mean? And learn better because there's a more soft-spoken guy on YouTube that explains the same thing. So they like him and that's great you know you, you get you get to and that's how you build your subscribers your subscribers just happen to like your delivery they've learned from you for some reason because they just connect with the way you deliver it and then like you know there's always going to be people looking for these simple things and my shit will always be there so like it, it's just something that it's a true passive income that like will you know will always kind of be there
1: unless you know it's unless... passive no, but as you said it costs you a lot of work to get there right Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But that's the thing that, that that to me that's passive. You 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 put in all the work ahead of time. Now mm-hmm. it's all done, and you just now you can just like you know relax. You know, and I was lucky, um, going through the birth of my child and the and the pregnancy and everything. These last like nine months, uh, ten months, I uh I, I wasn't on YouTube as much. I only did my show every maybe three weeks or so, four weeks. I that took long because there's just so much going on. But everybody's still there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like my my numbers dipped like a little bit, but everything stayed pretty steady. And everybody's still there. And then I picked it back up the last month. I've been doing a show every week. And now I'm back past where I was before when I left. You know what I mean? Like, right. because of just like the, the you know, n- none of my content, most of my content doesn't have a shelf life, you know? And that's right. like what YouTube is, where like the algorithms on Instagram and TikTok aren't about that. It's about what have you done lately? You know what I mean? What's the hot video right now? And then they throw in
1: the trash. But it's also, you know? I think, uh, about the niche that you're in, right? So if you have like some sort of tech reviewer, for example, that has a new phone coming out every month or every week if he stops reviewing them that's true right then they're going to be then, the, the, the new stuff is coming out and he's going to be gone like he's going to disappear in the in the flood of other so not only true. not only you have a niche that is very evergreen and doesn't maybe that you know some software changes hardware changes but the dj stay and then um and then on the other hand you have you have sort of like a uh, the you have the, you have the, you have the evergreen content that will not disappear so that's that's that's, that's beneficial right yeah, no, that's a good point too. Yeah,
0: it does have to do with the niche. Yeah, because there's both sides. There's we have new products too, and that's like the the hot stuff you could talk
1: about now. But then uh, there's the stuff that'll just always be there, you know. So, yeah. you know, I, I think you said a lot of um, uh, a lot of buzzwords that everybody uh, that that could be listening to us would get excited. So first of all, passive income. I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> so so tell us, how how does your day uh, except for we know you have a young child, so your day is preoccupied by that <laughs> but but yeah. other other than that how does your day look like how much work do you put in daily is it like four hour work week like the famous book or it's not not really like that uh all right uh what do i do i it's
0: either it's it's either i'm off or i'm on there's no in between okay so like i have off days and i have on days like today is my off day the only thing i'm going to do today is i'm going to post a uh, a tiktok and an instagram that i already have ready uh when we're done here i'm going to post it right around like you know, like I think, like a, two, three o'clock should be good, and that's it. And then I'm just like hanging out all day. You know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna eat an edible, hang out with my kid. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the Hallmark Christmas movie because they're all dumb. And I'm gonna laugh at how stupid these Christmas movies are, and I'm gonna pour myself a scotch and just like, ah, you know, and just like, and that's about it. I'm not gonna do anything today or tomorrow or the next day. Now, for damn work it. so um I'll mm-hmm. wake up, I'll uh you know eat breakfast first thing, da da da, make sure like the little boy's okay. And then I'll come in here and I kind of, I, I'm a big list guy and I'll just go through. So like I'll have, you know, certain things I have to edit. Um, I have to, When I plan out my show, I'll, I'll be in here about two, three hours making of, first like while I'm, I'm hanging out with the baby, I'll, I'll list everything out on my phone, what I want to talk about. Then I research everything and I include links. So I'll, I just have a big notepad on my phone, include links and everything. And, you know, all the details and pictures and videos and everything I want to use. And then I come in here for a couple hours and I make all like the different graphics and everything. And I do all that um i have a video like if i'm editing a video that i'm my workflow is like i have to finish one product at a time in one sitting so like when i make a mix for like sirius xm radio or whatever like i i sit down and make the entire thing front mm-hmm. and back i just lock myself in this room until it's done I, I i lock myself in the room until the entire video is done i lock myself in the room until the entire show is completely planned like i just do it in one shot so i kind of so it could be anywhere from like four four to five hours to like 12 hours in a day 15 hours in a day there's, there's oh. times where like i stay up until 5, 6, 7 a.m., uh, finishing something, you know what I mean? Just, like, I just want to knock it out and get it done. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not very, uh... That's very active. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of good uh, advice when it comes to workflow stuff, because I'm just literally either on or off. So, like, I'll spend 15 hours one day getting all this shit done, but then I'll take, like, two, three days off, and I'll do nothing, nothing. I'll just check, check, see how the numbers are doing every once in a while, and that's it. And, and I just, by my own business, I don't do anything. So, like, I'm kind of, like, on and off i think that's productive (laughs) you think it's productive i think it's like very um you know not the way you should do it i feel like it's just like you're either totally off or you're driving yourself nuts but that's how i work like when i'm under pressure i rip like that's what that's that's i
1: thrive under pressure you know what i mean like i'm like i gotta get this done today no matter what let's go and that's it okay but i'm like a i'm probably a clinical procrastinator so I'm like, I'm gonna eh. wait almost until the deadline comes. But the thing is that when the deadline is coming, I'm able to focus and I'm able to like, you to sit down hours at a time and get it done. Because if, yeah. if, if you wanted me to do it, oh no, you have to start a month before. Then I'm gonna be like, eh, an hour here, an hour there, and the quality also will drop with it because I will forget, I will not care that much, you know. So I find it a very healthy approach, at least for myself, to. But but the, but the productive part about it is that you also have the wine downtown time right so it's not like you're on every day like i'm not the hustle guy so you need to be the, you know every day you have to you don't you don't work yeah. you work weekends you don't work weekends you're not going to be successful you're just you're 12 hours a day all the time elon musk sleep in your office type of <laughs> that type of so yeah so, so, it so doesn't work for me either right so so <laughs> it's so it's however you like it to be and if you're able to focus and if you're able to to chill the 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 the, the I'm, I'm the the rest of the time and you have the time to rest and to to regenerate. I mean, that's productive for if you ask me. You know, that's a, <laughs> that's that's a thing. I
0: agree. Another thing I think like a lot of ideas for me come when I'm already uh, I'm knee deep for a couple hours. You know, mm-hmm. you know like a lot of my good ideas will come like three hours into working on something. So if I just work on something an hour a day every day or for the entire month, you know, I feel like a lot of like I, I need to really be in it for a while for like a couple hours to really start like yeah. thinking of stuff. You know, so like. If it's just a short amount of time every day, like what am I going to think of? And I'm like, and just like you said, it's just not going to be as good. I'm not going to like. All right, I'm only doing. All right, twenty minutes left. You know, like I'm really looking at the clock the whole time. I just want to get like I like getting lost in shit. Where like all I'm thinking about, like tunnel vision. I think it's my ADHD. It's just ADHD. That's all this. It's tunnel it's the vision. Flow state. It's the flow <laughs> state. I mean, or the that's... flow state. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. But so, so, so the ideas come mostly from your own flow state or is it the research that you do during that like sparking new ideas all the time
0: Uh, I would say 80% the flow state I would say like that's where most of it like every once in a while like doing research it'll spark something but um, but yeah now mostly
1: like it just uh, when I'm just deep thinking into like how to make this funnier how to right you're, you're not going to get into the flow state if you don't like what you do So it's like, yeah, so so that's sort of like, I'm maybe not also the big, like you have to have a passion for, for everything that you do. Sometimes work is work and you have to do stuff you don't like, but on the long term, if you were to do not stuff about DJing, but about completely different, oh, because now you know social media, now you know YouTube, so you can duplicate in every other niche. Probably not, right? If you are, if you are not doing what you know and what you love. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a big part of it. That's where you get the, yeah it's just it just it's it's fun
0: when you when you when you enjoy doing it. You know you're not going to do anything you don't like for long, and you're not going to do well at it. So if you're just trying to do something and you don't really like it, but you're thinking like oh well I got to do this to get to this, it's not going to work. You got to figure out a way. Like you got to figure wherever you're trying to get in your life. I feel like the the steps along the journey, you got to figure out what steps you like to get there. Like if there's a step you don't like to get there, that's where you're going to hit your roadblock on your journey. Like most of the time, you're going to hit a roadblock right there because you don't like that step. You know, if you can't, if you're having trouble getting to where you want to be, and you're like, damn, it's because you don't like the step you're at. You got to, you got to do another thing to, to to get. There's other options besides that one thing that makes sense. You know, every step of the way, you got to be enjoying yourself, and it doesn't matter if you never make it. Whatever, I was having a good ass time the whole time. So like, I never made it, but
1: like, it was fun. You know. So what did you like about, or do you like about DJing that that you lasted for so long, whereas most of the guys uh, drop off after a year? Uh, just, uh making
0: people dance man it's just it's the greatest job in the world for me i you know you you uh I, I get to i get to just show up places and like you get to realize after years of djing you figure out what songs like do what the people you can like you can evoke any emotion with salt so- with music like the, if you play it the right way you can evoke it like i can start i can i promise you i can walk into a bar and start a fight within 10 minutes with the songs i'm playing <laughs> i'm telling you i can literally make a fight break out there's no like i, I will give you a guarantee 10-15 minutes that's all i need i'll play the right songs in the right order and a fight can break out and vice versa make everybody vibe to the you know what i mean and like to have that kind of control and just to be able to really just make people feel good and like kind of forget about their everyday lives and just watch them just have a great time like it's so fun and it's a great people watching job people get wasted in front of me all the time and i see the craziest shit and it's fantastic i love it. i'll just sit back i will just you know I'll, I'll i'll feed into whatever's happening you know, uh, like they're, they're, I see, I see a couple having a little uh, argument. You know, obviously something happened. You know, the girl's really mad at the guy. I'm gonna start playing breakup songs. I'm gonna drop a breakup song <laughs> or two just see what I can do with this situation. <laughs> like I don't know, it's just it's just so fun, and and it's there's just so many aspects of it. I just I don't know. I've, I've always loved DJ. I fell in love with it from the get go. You know what
1: what does what what makes a great entertainer then? What can I do to become a great entertainer? <laughs> not being not being a <laughs> DJ, just. A just Just maybe i don't want to start fights but i do want to entertain um you just have to you just have to
0: have you have to really be able to self-reflect and really be able to um look at shit from other people's perspective i think it's it's all about perspective being a good entertainer in any aspect whether you're on a youtube channel or you want to be a dj or you want to be an mc or you want to host a game show whatever you have to be able to really really genuinely look at other people's perspectives and 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 see life through that you know what i mean like 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 because that's how you, you got to look at these, these people aren't having a good time. Why? You know what I mean? And, and what am I, what can I do differently to help them have a good time? Or what can I, how can I convey a message so so they would most easily absorb it? Not so like it sounds good to me coming out. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to look at everything from other people's perspective. Can you translate it into online content as well? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because like, again, every piece of online content I, I post, I try and it, it, as much value as possible. I want it from the other person's perspective. Will I? Would I get value out of this? Like, is this entertaining? Is this educational? You're going to learn something. Is it inspirational in any way? Like, is there a value in this, or is this? To, or, if I, or am I just posting this to brag? Or am I, am I just posting this because I think it's cool personally? Or is there actual value? Like, that's where like because I'm I constantly try and think of things from other people's perspective. If you're a good perspective taker, you could think of things that you look. Train yourself to look at the world that way in life. I think it, just, I think it's better in every aspect of life, like name a situation. I'll tell you why, like you, you should always think from other people's perspective and then, and you will have most success online, content creation, all that if you, cause, cause then you're going to make the content people want to see, and they're going to watch it over and over again. And that's where the plays from come from. That's where the followers come from. That's where everything comes from. hundred percent. All right. What's, what's next for Nick Spinelli then? What are your goals? Oh, I have no idea. I'm throwing darts, man. I haven't done my New Year's <laughs> Eve. I haven't done my New Year's Day resolutions Yeah, I haven't done that shit yet. I do it every year. Um, what were you know, other... the
1: last year's ones?
0: I don't remember. I, I, I probably didn't hit any of them. They're always huge. <laughs> I don't have my iPad near me. I think it was like 100K subscribers on uh, YouTube and uh, something, something. I went viral but, finally. What? That was
1: always a, one of them. One oh, of, like, t- t- tell me about that. What does it mean to go viral in your case? Because probably I would get a couple hundred likes and I would be viral in my book. So <laughs> what does it mean to you? Yeah, right. What does viral mean? I don't even know. I, viral used to mean a million plays for me. And then now, okay. you
0: know, so it is still does. I think like, yeah, I think a million plays. For me, a million plays means I have a viral video. So I
1: finally had a few of those. What virality brings with it? Uh, followers, money? What, what comes with getting one video viral or multiple in your case? It's just a lot of eyes. It's just a lot of eyes. When one viral, when a video goes viral,
0: you have a bunch of people watching it. And then when you, the more people you have watching it, the more people that are going to go to your page and see if you have more of stuff like that. And that's literally what it comes down to. Going viral is luck. Um, the algorithm, you got to catch the algorithm right way. It, I mean, you, you, you get to know what's going to work, but like it, you also have to have that little aspect of luck, especially the first time. And when it happens the first time, the biggest advice I give you is just like, you're just going to have more eyes on that video and more eyes going to your page. And why are they go into your page? They're going to your page to see if you have more content like that viral video. If you do not have more content like that viral video, you had a viral video and that's it. It's not going to translate to a lot of followers. That's going to translate to a lot of nothing. I know plenty of people that had a couple of videos go get a couple million views. Nothing really came of it because it was just a niche they were doing. It was mm-hmm. just a, um, a trend they were doing or whatever. Yeah. It, it wasn't anything. The way I had found success was i i have a video go viral it's a me djing at a wedding just doing a mix and i do that every weekend so i'm like okay so i posted 150 of those of me just djing doing mixes at a wedding so when i have a video go viral people go to my page they got 150 more of that same video to watch of all kinds of different ideas i had and you know maybe they like some maybe they don't but like they go through and they can watch them all and that's how everything snowballs are really gross that's when you gain a follower when you uh when you get somebody to watch multiple pieces of content and they like all the pieces of content they see now they're going to follow because this is what you do i want more of this i'm going to follow you know what i mean does that make sense i think it's the biggest portion of going viral it makes total sense that's why i don't do trends i don't do all this wow. you know let me go do a dance now you know because it's really only going to be for my followers no one's really going to give a shit. and then god forbid i go viral it's gonna be like well where's all your rest of your
1: dancing videos like i got one dance move and that's it <laughs> so this is it uh, how do you think about it do, when when you're creating this stuff? Do you think about it as in a funnel, sort of, I'm doing this in order for them to click here, in order for them to go there, in order for them to buy? Or, it's, it's, it, or you find that just delivering value will do that automatically and you don't need to plan the funnel if you're delivering value continuously?
0: Yeah, when it comes to, yeah, they, they, as long as you have va- value consistently, um, I don't plan all that stuff and whatever happens, let the internet, let the internet gods take it and see what happens with it. The internet gods. That's,
1: <laughs> I would love to meet them.
0: That's it. However it works. Yeah. However it works. I don't know. Whoever the the, the 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 is there like nine people in a room somewhere? You know, Illuminati desk, and they're just like they pick who gets to be famous or some shit. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. But um, basically, when I when I do reels and TikToks, I also look for, um, you know, obviously I want it to be value and like entertaining, and I, I try and think of like how many aspects of this could be entertaining. And that's a big thing I kind of discovered by accident with my videos, because you'll see me mix. That's one aspect, right? So I made a mix if you like what I did with my mix. But then you also see the crowd, all the different individuals in the crowd, how they're dancing, how they're reacting, what they're looking like, what they're doing. So you could pick out all these little aspects of my video and say, well, look at this guy, whether you think he's dancing stupid and it's like, ha ha, he's so stupid. Or you know, look how white he is, whatever, right? Or whether it's like you know, someone you think is cool or what? no matter what do you think, there's all these little aspects of my video that you could point out. And that's, what's helped me where, so I try, when we capture it, we, I try and like show me, do the DJ thing, but then also show the crowd, catch their reaction Mm -hmm. and catch what the crowd's doing because then people tend to watch it over and over again and pick out all these aspects. So like my value in my TikToks and reels are essentially like all the different little stories that are going down, all the different little people that are dancing like, beyond just me mixing. So, the, the, to me, that's all entertainment value. And if you have all these little aspects of entertainment value, people have to rewatch it to catch it. You know, people comment, you know, did you see the guy in the blue shirt? No, I didn't. Let me rewatch it. Oh, my God, the dude all the way in the back of the blue shirt lost his mind. Like, you know what I mean? You can point out all these little nuances. Yeah. That's what, like, manifests into
1: this. Again, that, that's the potential of a viral content. I mean, that's potential of viral content. Ramble on, <laughs> I beg you.
0: <laughs> Ramble on. <laughs> 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 like, it's a good Led
1: Zeppelin song. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that you mentioned in, in one of your videos you were talking about, or maybe it was the same live, actually, as you were talking about AI taking over. Um, we see it these days mostly in text and in uh, in graphics. I'm actually surprised not to see it yet in music, and I'm interested in your take on it. Like, is is it not only in the part of creating music, but specifically for DJs to sort of, like, you know, curating music? Uh, to, do you see anything like this appearing? Yeah, it, it, it's it's coming. That's why, uh, you
0: know, it's good for us DJs to always be practicing and always try to be the best we could be. We can't be stagnant because uh, it's coming. Um, so AI is, uh, they're using data against us, right? So like AI is now able to like, Spotify has data on like everybody. Whoever has Spotify, we have your data and what you listen to. And like, if you listen to this song, you tend to listen to this song as well. And, yada, 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 and they're finding all those correlations. So the the AI's ability to make playlists and stuff are kind of like going to be pretty cool. And then like beyond that, um, facial recognition and being able to recognize when people are really like having fun or not or like a song or not that tied into with, you know, it it, it could get ugly down the road. Like they could they could have, you know, I've seen the Terminator. So um, so, you know, all I could do is uh, just be the best DJ I could be. And then any any robot wants to challenge me, I'll battle him. I'll punch him right in the throat, and then yeah. that's it. Be the John Connor of the DJ world. Absolutely, that's it. That's it. I'll be the John Connor. I'll I'll literally battle all those DJ. I'll punch them all in the throat. I don't give a shit.
1: All right. If AI is listening, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, AI. Um, <laughs> all right, Nick. I think that's a that's a that's a perfect message to the world to finish on. That's fuck right. You, AI. That's right. I, I meant that. I meant that with my whole heart. Thanks so much for joining. I uh, I wish you your 100k this year. Uh, oh, that's i That has to happen. And uh, I totally think that you deserve it because your content, even though I'm not a DJ, uh, I find it completely entertaining and, and I love your stuff. So. Oh, it means a lot, man. I appreciate that. And thanks for sharing with us. My pleasure, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Nick gave me a good podcast guarantee and I don't know about you, but... I feel like he delivered. If you feel the same, please let us know and subscribe, and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers!